Hey, welcome to Genre Exposure, a film podcast. Join us as we explore the wide world of cinema, broaden our horizons one movie at a time. I'm one of your hosts, Dustin, and as usual, I'm here with Jason. Hey, everyone. And for this very special October Halloween episode, we have a super special, super awesome guest. Oh, we shut do. the fuck up. I'm just... <laughs> God damn, you're gone. Michael is back. Yay! He's back. You're gone for one block, and everybody's just a fucking comedian. Now, who, now, who are you again? Do we, need to, do we need to introduce you again? or? You're Mikhail, is that correct? Yes. <laughs> no, we don't use those terms right now. <laughs> Everything is an American. Okay. Michael. 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 We've missed you, buddy. Yeah, Thank man. You. It's good to have you back. Thank you. Jason's laptop was on fire. Just... <laughs> I was fucking shit up. It was terrible. <laughs> I was setting up and he's like, God damn, I'm glad you're doing this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so today we are doing a super special bonus episode like we did last year. Dropping right on Halloween to share with everybody. Yay! Whoop. And we have another kind of just off-the-wall discussion topic for the fun of it, because why not? Uh, didn't feel like doing the board game again this year would... I.e. they didn't feel like getting out. their ass kicked by me again. Oh, shut up. <laughs> I gotta find a game I can beat you at. And then Impossible. Come back. Pick one with math. <laughs> yeah, that would do it. Then you beat both of us. Then that would do it. Oh, I'm an English major, though. I'm not the best. See, <laughs> we all suck at math. Okay, so we're going to talk today about our favorite Halloween comfort films. Yes. These are the movies that are very nostalgic for you, or perhaps they give you some kind of comfort, or your favorite ones you always go back to every October. And they are set on Halloween. Or are Halloween adjacent in some right. manner. And they are usually watched around the unholy time of Halloween. Yes. But we've had a lot of other stuff going on. So, Jason, you went on a vacation. Do you want to talk about that in any capacity? Because um, no, you, you did some podcast-relevant <laughs> I, I did a little bit, yes. Yeah. We, we went to New England. We went to um, Providence, Rhode Island, which was awesome. I went to see all the um, some of the Lovecraft sites that are still there. I'm so jealous. It was pretty pretty amazing, i got to say. Um, and if you're in there, you got to check out the store Lovecraft Arts and Sciences. It's a super duper awesome store. It's run by one of the dudes who does the uh, Necronomicon mm-hmm. every year. And he's got all sorts of shit there that's Lovecraft. Uh, and also other horror novels and things like that. Mm-hmm. Really cool spot. Go check it out. Dude, super knowledgeable. Great place. Uh, and Providence itself is amazing. A lot of those buildings are still there, still intact. You can walk the same streets Lovecraft walked. <sighs> it's so much. It's great. I also went to Salem. Um... Salem was fun. Salem was good. Not, not as much historical stuff there as I would like. We really? came away calling it the uh, Gatlinburg for goths. <laughs> <laughs> but it's still really cool. I mean, there's still like a lot of nice old houses there in history, of course. Um, How many moonshine tastings were there, like on the strip? <laughs> <laughs> or was it all like blood red wine yeah, tastings? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> a special shout out I want to give to a store there is Count Orlock's Monster Museum. It is amazing. It is awesome. Yeah, you need to go there. They've got like wax figures of all the monsters. First one you see, boom, when you go in is Christopher Lee's Count Dracula. Amazing. Yeah, it's it's super cool. It's a great place. They have a lot of cool merch too. Jason may or may not be wearing a Count Orlock's museum shirt at the moment. Very nice. Yes. Uh, Yeah, so that was my vacation. A lot of fun. Epic. You had a vacation as well. I did too. It was less spooky related, even though it was contained in October. <laughs> it was more frustrating in some ways, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, we only had one smart TV at the uh, beach house. There was a bit of a struggle between me trying to watch horror films. <laughs> um, 
but I've been keeping up. I failed to keep doing the actual list that Unsung Horrors made because it was too hard to curate it while I was gone. But yeah, I couldn't make it either. I've been nailing one a day steal. Okay. Holy shit. Wow. Michael's so, back and he's fucking shit up already. I, I realized why my mic sounded terrible. It's because I'm talking in the back of it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dustin. Didn't mean to interrupt your... Oh, holy That's much shit. Better. Look at that. You sound God. much better. I wow. was like, man, nothing sounds right on my mic. It sounds really dull and echoey, and it's because I'm not talking into the side that says talking to this side. That also explains why I sounded more powerful yeah yeah it's because yeah. oh shit okay yeah we're good don't worry everything's <laughs> you're, fine you're gone for a month and you forget how to do the basics i don't know what i'm doing all right we're good okay i'll just pick up from where i was sorry about that dustin um, <laughs> so yeah there was a lot of struggle to keep up but i have been doing the one film a day all october um but tangentially on the way and from the vacation i did do some spooky stuff so mm-hmm. um in virginia on the way out i stopped at the edgar Allan poe museum nice that was pretty cool. They had a lot of like old documents from his time. I've been there. It's a sweet place. Yep. Really nice little little tiny place. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't miss it because again, there's just like a wave of goths just <laughs> yeah. flocking to it. Um, yeah, it was pretty fun. I, I love Poe too. That's like him and Lovecraft. Sure, classics. Uh, on the way back, I diverted our whole trip to go to Point Pleasant and West Virginia and go to the Mothman Museum. Yay. Nice. I love Mothman. I actually love the Mothman prophecies quite a bit. I know that movie kind of gets shat on. I've never seen it, actually. I didn't watch it. I mean, it's fun. I can't say anything. Maybe um, I'll watch it sometime. Did you see the Mothman? No. You saw the statue of the Mothman. saw the statue. statue was dope. Um, they even have, like... So the museum's, like, here on, like, a street corner, and then, like, the statue's in, like, the intersection... And in one of the upper windows, I guess it's like more of an office area for the museum. They have like a standee of a man in black. So it's like he's in the window watching you. That's cool. If you come check out the statue. That's cool. Uh, The museum was cool. Lots of artifacts from the actual event. They had a little corner section of like props and stuff from the movie. Hmm. So if you you like the movie, that's an interesting connecting point too. And speaking of shouting out shops, just down the street from them was this place called Bunker 304. They they vend some of the like Mothman merch there. They have a huge selection of classic vinyl. You need to go there, Jason. Nah, I need sure. to go. Um, and I picked up an awesome Nightmare on Elm Street Dream Warriors t-shirt. Sweet. They had there. So, fucking awesome. Such a great movie. Point Pleasant's where Blitz Kid's from, right? Yeah, they're in that area. Yeah. It's nice. not that far. All it's like two do. and a half hours away from here. We should go sometime. Yeah. We should, we should all go. Podcast trip. Yeah, podcast yeah. trip. There you go. Doesn't it sound so much better? It sounds it does much, sound better. much better. But you know the Mothman is actually Amigo, right? I mean... Could be. <laughs> All right, so before we get into the thick of our picks... Here, Wait, did you do anything spooky, Michael? You were on your va- your little break. Did you want to talk about that at all? Uh, I just decorated the shit out of my house for you Halloween. You do have really yeah. cool decorations. You got the like giant skeleton. I got the 12-foot yeah. skeleton, yeah. Epic. Um, you said you're causing wrecks outside your street, right? <laughs> <laughs> I live on a pretty tame street, but like... Uh, I put up tombstones, like fake tombstones that my wife and I carved out, and they have like stupid names on them, like I'm a goner and I'll be back. And, Love it. You know, the, the cheesy Halloween shit, which I love. 
And every time I take my dog out to pee, like there's someone just parked right in front of my house. <laughs> That's and awesome. they're always super awkward, like, oh, hey. And I'm like, it's cool. Take pictures all you want. It's fine. That's why I put it up. But Like $10, yeah. $10 motherfucker. <laughs> I should. I pay for all that shit. Give it a week. You've got like a haunt made in the backyard. Yeah, I won't get I won't get anywhere as cool as some of the ones that have been shut down this year. That Stranger Things haunt yeah. or whatever. Yeah. No, they're just... Local area man has 12-foot skeleton. <laughs> it's like that you're, one you're, party we threw where the people showed up thinking it was an actual haunted house. Oh, yeah. No, it's just an old house. <laughs> it's just an old worn-down house. That was amazing. Well, man, you're, you're living the dream, the 12-foot skeleton. Yeah. What more can you ask for? Not much. Yeah. Okay. But yes, so before we dig in, now that we've settled all of that stuff, um, I just wanted to talk about if you've watched anything new this month that caught your interest or something... Exciting, visually, movie-wise. I have, but I want you to go first. Want me to go first? Okay. <laughs> Turn and the I tables was, on And you. I was wrong. I actually have several. Oh, what? I was going through my IMDb, and I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot. I did that. Oh. Hey, man. So some of these I'll maybe just save to pepper in to later episodes. Uh-huh. Um, but some stuff I really wanted to talk about um, uh-huh. quickly, briefly. Uh, Smile. Okay. Went to see it in the theater with my buddy Chris, Blu-ray Outlaw. Love you, man. Shout you out again. I think he's 4K Outlaw now. 4K Outlaw, yeah. I think yeah. he's going through a rebranding. That's yeah. 4,000 Outlaw, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it was great to see him again. It was super fun. I had no faith in this movie. I didn't even want to go see it. Yeah, it looks like a turd. Like, hey, man, it's $6 day at the theater. It was like Truth or Dare, that one that came out. What's it matter? Uh, we just like when we rented a dumb VHS back sure. in the day. Yeah, I was hell like, yeah. Sure, I'm in. I actually really love the smile. Wow. Okay. It's it's nothing like what the trailer makes you think it is. It's mm-hmm. very serious. It's very morose. It's very like the Babadook where it's like metaphor for mental trauma and mental health hmm. issues and stuff. And it feels very much like a J-horror film just shot in English completely. Like you could have told me it was a remake of a J-horror film and I would have believed it. But it's not. It's just this original one-off film that was surprisingly much better than I expected. Their marketing is absolutely some of the best I've seen in a oh, yeah. long time. That stunt where they put the people smiling in a baseball stadium. Yeah, and they, oh, got, yeah. they got them on the Jumbotron when they do that. That's just sweet. genius. Yeah. Like, so cheap. Yeah. Just great marketing. Yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, I wanted to mention the new Hellraiser. Gotta talk about that for a second. <laughs> do we? Real quick, just to say, uh, I fucking hated it. <laughs> um... <laughs> Surprisingly, I had a lot of faith in it. I like uh, David Bruckner. If you have seen The Night House, which I champion. Night House is great. That's basically a few Cenobites shy of being a Hellraiser film. Mm-hmm. So And good. The Ritual. He also did The Ritual. Yeah, which and is it's, it's all got that flavor. Amazing. Yeah. And then this one was just so Hollywood. And so like it didn't capture what the Hellbound heart or any of that is. Um, no shade on the actors. I thought they were great. I thought the new pinhead was amazing. That was perfect. She's the best thing about the movie. Yeah, easily the best thing. Um, but it just—it had none of the sensuality, none of the like, the stuff that makes you nervous and interested and alluring about Hellraiser. It's not challenging at all. Not challenging at all. It was just like a dumb kind of like slasher with Cenobites, which is really no better than most of the sequels yeah, have been. It's just like those sequels that were a different movie. They just slapped Hellraiser on it and threw yeah. a Cenobite or two in. Uh, so I was very disappointed with that. Same. Uh, also wanted to talk about Deadstream real quick on Shutter. Shutter original found footage. It's basically like a jackass YouTuber streamer guy. You can go, just say YouTuber <laughs> going into a haunted house. Um, super fun. It gets very like Evil Dead Two. 
yeah. very like over the top antics. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen it too, and I, I endorse it. Um, I didn't think I was gonna like it, but then man, it's so much fun. It's fun. It's yeah. great. It's a good little movie. Um, and then the last one, and maybe you could chime in here too, Jason, on this. Well, I will. Because we talked about it last year, we got a spot for just a minute and say uh, Halloween ends. <laughs> not soon enough. <laughs> yes, not soon enough. Uh, I hated it. I think you hated it too, right? Yeah. It's the only movie I've given half a star to on wow. Letterboxd. Um, now, that being said, I think it has good ideas. There's lots of great ideas. If this was the second movie, I would have liked it a lot more. If this was just its own Hellraiser sequel... I would be fine with it. Wait, Halloween Hellraiser sequel? sequel? Hellraiser. I'm, still, I'm still back there. You know what I, mean, I guess it could be a Hellraiser sequel. Honestly, from your raving endorsement of Hellraiser, it sounds like it's just as good of a Hellraiser sequel as How sad one. is it that we get a new Hellraiser and a new Halloween and they both suck in the yeah. same month? But no, if it was just like its own standalone Halloween film, I could be okay with it. But it has to have the context of the other two and it has to be the end of a trilogy and it also has to be the culmination of the Michael Laurie thing. If, if this was part five... It would have been amazing, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, but um, <laughs> please God, don't tell me there's going to be two more. No, I can't. They're it's supposed to have ended. Halloween this ends, is the man. Fourth fucking time we've seen the final showdown yeah. between Laurie Strode and Michael Myers. They're like a kiss. fourth fucking time. They're like a kiss farewell tour. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just it's like so ham-fisted. It's so just I don't Who know. Cares? Who cares? I think what I texted I you guys as I watched it was that. You can tell that this is written by people in Hollywood with no connection to the actual world or what life in suburbia is like because they've got marching band kids being bullies to grown ass men. <laughs> I don't know, man. Some teenagers are, are terrifying. People are just saying the weirdest dialogue that no one would ever say in real life. Yeah. Everyone is like hyper exaggerated, even though it's supposed to be from the start. They said, oh, this is like a grounded take. This is the grounded take on Michael. It's such a tonal shift from, yeah. the, from the other movies, too, which isn't always a bad thing, but there's no, there's no. There's no true line in these movies. None. And it's the same thing as like, uh, not to harp on them too bad, Jason, but uh, the Star Wars, the Disney trilogy. No, no, they had the same problem. They had no plan and they just kind of did whatever each film. If they had set, I'm not arguing that. If they had set Corey up in the first 2018 one yeah. and we had seen him across the three films reach the point of what happens and ends, that would be so much more impactful and yep. meaningful and, yep. and interesting as a story. Mm-hmm. But the biggest question remains... Did evil die tonight? Yeah, you notice they didn't bring that up at all. <laughs> mm-hmm. But what if the town was the evil? And because Michael killed all oh, the town? He's making them the monsters. Is that yeah. what you're saying? Yeah, because Michael killed the town. And that man ain't no... You have to say the subtext out loud. <laughs> ain't nothing cooler than Michael Myers, man. And then so much of it is just like... The best parts are all things they've cribbed from other films, which is all they've done this whole trilogy. Yeah, There's a very extended like Christine riff at a junkyard yeah um what okay having not seen this my question is what the fuck why it's not a possessed car it's okay. just it's like the whole person being bullied did michael myers possess the car no, no. now Dude, not, that's a movie right there <laughs> i'm um, it's not out of the question for me it's honestly in the movie. it's in the movie the, the core concept of like michael kind of like haunting the town and like infecting people that was a failed script for i believe halloween 4 that they were pitched and then it didn't get taken because they were like no you gotta have michael in it yeah so it, it's just it's, it's bad why why did it's we bad. why did we erase all these sequels just to do them again i enjoyed halloween kills more and i hate that movie but it was funny <laughs> and it was so bad and it was so inept i could laugh at it um i've got some other goodies but i would like to go more in depth about them so i'll do them okay, out on some future later. episodes yeah 
Uh, Michael, would you like to talk or should I go? Yeah, I can go. Because I was telling you guys that I didn't actually watch a whole lot and I was just going to talk about Andor. And then you flipped I, your microphone and then you remembered you I did, watched yeah. stuff. But well, Andor is awesome, so watch it. Andor right? is great, yeah. If you, if you haven't been happy with the recent Star Wars stuff Andor, and you liked Rogue One, mm-hmm. Andor's your speed. Spoiler, he dies. <laughs> Damn it, Dustin. Um, actually, you know what? Andor dies tonight. <laughs> Fuck it. I watched three, and I'm going to rapid fire them. Do, do it. it. Do it. All right. First one. Jason, you've seen this one. My Best Friend's Exorcism. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's on my watch list. Um, that's Grady, a fun little movie. It's written by Grady Hendrix. Um, I've read most of his stuff. I actually haven't read that one, though. That's mm. the one he got big for. Yeah. Um, but I've read his other stuff. I really like it. I think it says a lot about um, rape culture, mm. um, which... I think was the huge takeaway for me. Like some of the scenes where she's trying to say like, Hey, I think she was sexually assaulted and everybody's more concerned about her virginity or the image and the image that she would be than the fact that she's actually possibly been sexually assaulted by a demon. Mm -hmm. Um, anyway, um, I don't think it's anything like new or groundbreaking. That's just a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, it's just a really fun film. If you like it, I highly recommend going and checking out some of Grady Hendrix's novels. Also, um, paperbacks from hell too. The book he's really yeah. blown up quite big, and I really hope he doesn't have a scandal about, like among him. You know <laughs> that I can have to go back and edit this episode. Um, <laughs> anyway, second thing, super out of left field surprise for me was Marvel's Werewolf by Night. Oh, yeah, holy shit, that was so much fun. It's only an hour long, um, shot in black and white by um, Michael Giacchino, uh, who is normally. Um, Oh, he does scores. Oh. Hmm. Uh, I think, right? I think I'm right on that. Um, yeah, yeah, Michael Giacchino. He, he's, he's, a, he's a composer. Um, just really fun, like, one-off. Doesn't feel like a Marvel show, really, can, at all. Can I ask you this? Yeah. Um, is it more of a horror film than Doctor Strange Multiverse? Yes, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely it is. Um but no, I like I found myself wanting to see more of that. I, mm. But in the sense that I hope they don't, you know, like I think that's where Marvel needs to learn is sometimes it's okay mm. just to leave you wanting more and not give you more. Mm-hmm. It's okay to just do this great little one hour one shot and be like, yeah. that's it. That's it. Because that's really all the comics are, you know, it's you like, don't want uh, Midnight Suns. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Jason's so, just looking at me like, what the fuck is that? It's, it's, I'm it's, blissfully unaware. It's their quote, Avengers for the supernatural characters. Uh, okay. Yeah, we don't need that. It's just It was just a, a ton of fun out of left field for Marvel to do something. It's pretty violent, um, hmm. but it's shot in black and white so they can get away with it. You know, like a lot of blood, but because it's black and white, you don't have to rate it R. I haven't seen it, but so I've heard weird. they introduce a lot of fan favorite characters. They do. Yeah. Dustin, I actually think you'd like it. I, I really do because well, it's it's yeah, so slap it on a Blu-ray and we'll talk. It's so anti like it's so anti what Marvel's currently doing, which was just like when I watched it and I was like, the fuck, where did this come <laughs> from? Uh, but anyway, Dustin, you and I have seen my third one, which I'll rapid fire: the monsters. Oh, love it! Listen, I'm a Rob Zombie apologist. I loved it. You know what? While watching it, the cool thing was is I could watch it with my son. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very family friendly. It gets a little spooky in some sort, like in the, I think the doc, the Zombo yeah. got a little on the creepy side. Um, but for the most part, what I hated about the trailer, I really liked about the movie. <laughs> it just, 
it was stupid. Mm-hmm. Everyone was acting at like 11. Especially Richard Brake. Oh, God. He's, Richard Brake's awesome. He had so much fun making this film, and you I, can I, tell. I only saw the first half hour. I haven't finished it. It's kind of telling that I really that I haven't finished it. <laughs> well, here's the thing: like I kind of watched it in a couple sittings because we were watching it while my son was drinking his milk, getting ready to go for bed, and we were watching it. And like every time we turned it off, I was like, I don't know if I liked what I was watching, but I didn't want to stop watching it. <laughs> if that makes sense, sure. And then by the time it was over, I just felt myself really wanting more of it. Which I mean. Yeah, I would love a sequel where they continue on. With the this, answer this is just go watch the monsters. Like yeah. that's kind of the sequel. But at the same time, just the aesthetic was so fun. It was goofy. It was silly. I do like the Halloween carnival aesthetic it has. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. I, <laughs> also, know, Herman Munster and the punk rods. Yeah, <laughs> I love them. So good. I don't know. Like I was not at all expecting to like that as much as I did, and I'm still on the fence. I, and we said this in our group chat with each other. When you talk about a Rob Zombie film, you don't ever talk about, was it good? Mm-hmm. Like, it's not really... Did you like it? It's like, did you like it? If you did, great. But you don't ever say, like, was the movie good? Because it probably wasn't good. Oh, we might have that discussion tonight. It wasn't really <laughs> good. Oh, I know exactly what you're putting down. Um, and yes, I will say, is that movie good? No, but I fucking love it. Um, but yeah, so there's my rapid fire. Nice. I wasn't expecting I to have known that I watched all those. I'm glad you brought up the monsters. That was one I was holding back on, but yeah, you know, Get in there. I would say kind of just ignore the critics on that one mm-hmm. and go in and just, it's a little too long. Personally, I think it's a little long, but just go watch it and see if you don't like it within the first 30 minutes, you can turn it off. Cause that's the rest of the movie. I'll <laughs> say if you liked the show at all, you will at least be charmed by the film. I think. Yeah, I mean, when I saw the trailer and I was like, God, is Sherry Moon that bad? But I grew to really love how bad she was. It works, yeah. Yeah, it really is on purpose, and I, and yeah. I get it. So, yeah. Cool. All right, Jason, save the best for last. Okay, uh, I'll do a little bit of rapid fire as well. <laughs> um, I went to the theater to see Pearl. Yeah. Which I really liked. Mm-hmm. Uh, not quite as good as X, but it's a different type of movie. Um, it's definitely much more of a of a character study. Um, Did it change the way you felt about X at all? Um, no, okay. not really. No, I still I still like X. I still like it better than this movie. Um, Mia Goth is amazing. She's really great in it. She's definitely. I mean, she carries the whole movie. Um, there's some good kills. Uh, not as much as in X. But it has a different kind of feeling. Um, hmm. It seems it's more restrained in a lot of ways. Hmm. But I do think it's definitely worth watching. I like it a lot. So that means you're in for Maxine now. Oh, I'm definitely yeah. in for Maxine. I'm all about Maxine. I can't wait for that one. <laughs> I still need to watch X. X is great. Yeah. It's fun. I, I had problems with it, but I liked it. I liked it a lot. I have problems with Jason, but I still like him. <clears throat> it's true. Um,. Also watched. You got another theater watch. I love that you just shrugged that off, Dustin. He's like, yeah, whatever. He's Jason. <laughs> oh, I got I got to crap on something real quick. Okay. And you said it was okay. And you're a fucking liar. <laughs> what? Dark glasses. The new Dario Argento. Oh movie. come on, man! It is a steaming piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Steaming piece uh, of shit. 
it has some promise. I like the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like the first half hour, I'm like, okay, I'm kind of digging this. But then it just, it's so fucking stupid. Just like all of his fucking movies since opera. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? One of the movies I managed to watch while we were on vacation was opera. Oh, I love that movie. That was so his good. last truly great movie. Um, But I, I quite liked Dark Glasses. I caught it on the Shutter secret screening, so it was very fun because... Got to see it a little early, and it was like a little event. That may have, like, you know, tinted the uh, lenses a little rose-colored <laughs> for you. Maybe it was made his glasses too dark. Um, <laughs> I think I gave it, like, a three. Dude, I gave it, like, one and a half. Yeah. No, didn't okay. care for it. Opinions differ. If you can vibe to any late Argento, it's pretty all right. Because mm. I like, what is it, the card player? I think that one's pretty fun. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, I come back to a lover's quarrel here. <laughs> yeah. Listen, man, we haven't had you to balance this out. Do you defend his Phantom of the Opera as well? I've never seen it. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, <laughs> however, I must report I went to go see Terrifier 2 in the theater. Did you vomit? Did you pass out? No, it is not that extreme. Um, Did you orgasm? Maybe. Did anyone in the theater pass out? No. Did anyone in the theater vomit? <laughs> not to my knowledge. Is it the most depraved zombie film of all time? (laughs) (laughs) It is not the sadness, no. It is very gory, but it's that over the top. Just like the first one. It's so over the top. I love the first one. It's really hard to be like grossed out by it. I could see a casual horror fan being like, oh, that's too much. Well, I remember the original when it came out, a lot of people said it was too mean-spirited. Yeah. And it is a mean-spirited movie, but that's why I like it. We don't get enough mean-spirited horror, I think. You know, I like a confrontational type horror film. That, that was my complaint about the original Terrifier. And it's not that I didn't like it. It's just that I didn't want to revisit it. Right. You know, because... I love art. I think art is fantastic. Oh, he's a great villain. Yeah. But because it's mean-spirited, I was like, ah, I really got to be in the mood for this. And sure. it's not one that yeah. I'm ready to go back for. This one is a little bit lighter, I would say. They're showing the ad, like a mythology, um, which they don't really explore too much in this one. But it also seems like Art doesn't care. <laughs> He's like, if you've seen the first one, he comes back from the dead. He's just back from the dead. Like he doesn't, and he doesn't talk, of course. He's Art. But he just accepts it and starts going on about his day. Like the first thing he does, minor, well, it happens in the first 10 minutes. First thing he does, because he, he died in the first one, he's all covered in blood and shit. He goes to a laundromat <laughs> to clean his clown clothes. That is a great. <laughs> I asked Jason if there was any poop humor, like in the first one, because that's actually the scene that got me laughing so hard. And apparently, he does. There's some poop humor. There's so. some poop. Nice. Also in the laundromat. All right, all right. Poop humor. I can dig it. So I recommend Terrifier Two. It's a little bit too long. It is like it's like a two-hour movie, and it really should have been an hour and a half. And Jason's not the only one I've heard say this. Actually, yeah, it's not just my normal complaint. <laughs> some other people I know that watched it said. Out, and they, they don't know Jason at all. They were like, really? 20 minutes could have been cut of this pretty easily. Yeah, the, the third act goes on too long. But I, I want to give a special shout out to Lauren Lavera, who is the star of it. She's the final girl. And not only is she foxy, but she's she's really Like, I'm watching the movie, and I, I'm, all of her scenes where she's getting thrown around and beaten by art, I'm like, damn, she's really selling it. And I did a little research, and she's like a martial artist and does stunt oh, work quote, and stuff. Research. <laughs> little one-handed research I'm talking about. Wow. Uh, <laughs> don't, oh. don't cut that out. No, I'm not. <laughs> We're going to um, casual guy like me. <laughs> you know, don't like you, you know what I'm saying? Um, 
But yeah, she just really sells it. She's really great in it. And it's, it's a fun movie. I heartily recommend it. Cool. Man, we rapid fired a shit ton of yeah. stuff off there. A lot, a lot of stuff a lot you should of, go check out. It's the Halloween of, season. There's a lot of shit going on. You got a lot of notes to write. <laughs> I will, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Such is life. All right, so we are talking about our favorite Halloween comfort films. Yay. The ones we really love, the ones that make us nostalgic for the, the days gone by that we love. The ones that are like a nice, warm, cozy blanket. You just wrap yourself up in and sit on the couch yeah. and enjoy and let it let it wash over you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I challenged us to each come up with four. We're going to rattle them off. We have backups in case we have any overlap. Mm-hmm. So claim the ones you really care about, I guess. Yeah. So they're associated with your name forever. There you go. Who would like to start? Oh, well, Michael just came back. But some, let's let him start. Like How it. many of like us it. have Trick or Treat on the list? I left it off because I assumed someone else would take it. It's on my list, but it's back up in case some asshole didn't come up with it first. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to have to choose that because I figured that would be your first. I mean, yeah. that has to be. How do you not choose Trick or Treat? Now, you must specify which Trick or Treat you mean. I'm referring to the 2007 <laughs> Michael Doherty Trick or Treat. Trick or Treat. Okay. Man, the first time I caught this, it was just so much fun. It was out of left field. I was not expecting to like it so much. Uh, we talk about it within, I think we mentioned it in our anthology films yep. um, segment. It's an amazing anthology film. Um, it still falls prey to some of the same things as yeah, Not anthology. every segment is as strong as the rest. Um, but I find myself every year, like Halloween's not complete. Until I've watched it. I've watched it so much that I can, you know, most of the time now I watch it while I'm carving my pumpkins. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of the movie I throw on. Um, Do you help with the eyes when you're carving your pumpkins? (laughs) Literally. So last night my wife was drawing for her work thing. She was drawing a face on a pumpkin and she was like, "Uh, I need you to help me with the eyes. (laughs) Like that's regularly said. And anytime anybody mentions Charlie Brown, I always have to say Charlie (laughs) Brown's Brown's an asshole. asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I just think it's great quotability. Um, The segments are just fun. Mm. It's good too, because it's it's funny when it needs to be funny. It's pretty scary when it needs to be scary. Introduces a whole new Halloween icon in Sam. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean... Even if you've, I don't know, if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't seen Trick or Treat, like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Like, I know you've seen it. You've made yeah. some mistakes in your life. <laughs> uh, when we finally, just like two to three years ago, finally got a Blu-ray, like a proper Blu-ray mm-hmm. release of it with all the special features from Shout Factory. So, yeah. And two, if talking about like anthology films and us going into that, it's pretty unique in the way that it blends every chapter together and like the seamless kind of interconnected Right. It, it can have a Tarantino-esque sort yeah. of way. It is something that you hadn't seen. You know, Jason makes a good point that, yes, Pulp Fiction does do that. You know, like kind of blends the yeah, same hyperlink. together. Hyperlink, yeah. But, but, yeah, it is really nice to see the different segments cross paths mm-hmm. into the others. And you just see, like, little pieces kind of weave into it. Yeah. But it really does feel like a good Halloween night tale. Mm-hmm. And it's what you want to imagine that, like, all this is happening on Halloween night somewhere. Yeah. It is so there. Halloween-y, too. It is yeah. like it is a perfect movie to get you in a Halloween movie. Yeah, absolutely. That's why I watch it every year. Yeah. So I'm not ashamed at all to have that one you attached to my Is it name. an obvious choice? Yeah, but it's obvious for a reason. <laughs> yeah. You know? It's... 
And I think this year's the first year it's ever getting a theatric release. Ooh. Um, yeah. So they're actually sticking it in the theater this That'd year. That'd be fun to go see. Uh, yeah, they're probably going to charge 20 bucks for it. It's a <laughs> Fathom special it. event. Probably. Worth um, it, I say. Yeah, there's my number one. Nice. Excellent. Excellent. We'll, we'll do a normal circle rotation, I guess, so you're up next, Jason. Okay, sure. Um, the first one I will claim, this is really difficult for me because I don't want you stealing one of mine, but you <laughs> probably will. I swear to God, um, Jason, if you take this from me. Let's watch some obscure Japanese Sean video movie or something. Like, <laughs> <laughs> do they celebrate Halloween in Japan? They uh, do, actually. <sighs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> but please continue. And you might be mad because this might be on your list, but I will pick Dark Knight of the Scarecrow. It's not on my list. It was a backup. From 1981, TV movie. So fucking good. If you have not seen Dark Knight of the Scarecrow, it's streaming pretty much everywhere. Really? I haven't. You haven't seen no, it? No, I haven't. Oh my god, we need to rectify that this year. It's on, it's on Shutter or Hulu. It's pretty much or on everything, somewhere. I think. Yeah, it's like public domain at this point, right? <laughs> almost. Because I almost rewatched it on vacation. Yeah, there's a Blu-ray out on it. it. It's directed by Frank uh, DeFelita. Uh, made for TV, 81, has a great atmosphere. Um, yeah, it's a, a TV movie, but this was back when TV movies were like real movies. Mm-hmm. They shot on film and they were actually... Like Duel? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like Duel, right. Um, of course, it's set during Halloween. The movie basically uh, revolves around a mentally challenged person who was killed by a mob because they thought that he committed a crime against a little girl, which he did not do. And he was trying to hide from them dressed as a scarecrow. So... They kill him. They get off scot free because they're, you know, white entitled men and everything like that. <laughs> what? Clutches <laughs> pearls. <laughs> uh, but then they start getting knocked off by someone dressed in a scarecrow costume. At least they're not knocked up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah yep. um, but it's genuinely creepy. It's got some familiar faces in it. Larry Drake is in it. He plays a mentally challenged man. The you actual dark man. Scarecrow costume is amazing. Very creepy. Yeah. It's a subtle movie, and it, it's better for all that. There's like some scenes set at a school with some great old-fashioned Halloween decorations. Sort of like some of the ones I have tacked up right now, where it's just like, you know, yeah. the cardboard up on a wall. Smiling witch. Yeah, so good. Um, there's been talks of a sequel or like a remake forever. I think one's actually supposed to be being made right now. Like Which who? troubles me. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's the same writer, apparently. Don't worry. It's probably Blumhouse. They'll do great with it. Don't worry, Dustin. <laughs> oh, God. They'll knock it out of the park. Listen. Scarecrow dies tonight. <laughs> we're not We're not done, you guys, because next year there's The Exorcist, Blumhouse, David oh, Green. Oh, man. It's all starting again. I'm sharpening my knife right now. Um, But yeah, if you, Michael, we have to we have to amend this. This is a... I'm probably going to watch it this week. Cool. Good. I mean, if it's streaming, I mean, you know me. Yeah. If it's streaming regularly, but you can also save it. I could watch it with you. It's also shot. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's why it's a comfort film because you'll you'll go back to it anytime. Oh yeah. If it's also Every made year. for TV, it's uh, easier. I can put on with my son around. Yeah. Like, there's no gore. He's no finally violence. at the age now where I have to be like, whoops. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's, there's no, you don't have to worry about nudity. That. You don't have to worry about any gore. I mean, I don't care about nudity. I mean, it's more like I don't want my son to become a serial killer because I. Showed him. Well, you see, most Americans care more about the nudity than the violence. I mean, everybody's got boobs. (laughs) You're not wrong. (laughs) So, Dark Knight of the Scarecrow, check it out. I opened my bio. You put a quote from me that just says, Everybody's got boobs. (laughs) 
<laughs> and that's my bio for him here on out for genre exposure. Nice. Everybody's got boobs. <laughs> All right, Dustin. Okay. You're up. I'm going to claim it because you didn't. This has become a October 31st tradition for me mm-hmm. every year since I've seen it. Mm-hmm. Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, 1982, directed by Tommy Lee Wallace. The redheaded stepchild of the Halloween franchise. See, I knew you were going to pick this, so I'm letting you have this one. Often maligned, often the quote, one without Michael Myers, <laughs> often quote, the one you can ignore. <laughs> uh, often super underrated because it's fucking amazing. It's great. It's a great movie. And it's weird because I never watched it when I was younger, mm-hmm. like child, teen, none of that. And it was because. When you would go to get it, you would have a friend there, and they would say, hey, that's the one without Michael. Don't worry about it. Skip on to four. Which four is great. I love that, too. So it wasn't until maybe, like, ten years ago. It was right when I started getting back into, like, collecting horror on Blu-ray and stuff. And I think it was at AMC Fear Fest, Mm -hmm. and they were going to run all the Halloweens. And finally, for once, they were including Halloween 3. I don't know why, but I guess they just tossed it in there, you know. And I was like, you know what? I'm thinking about buying the box set. I'm just going to watch it just mm-hmm. to finally see it. And oh my God, it blew my mind. <laughs> like even as much as you want to say the original ones about Halloween, this one is like about Halloween, yeah. about like the Druidic traditions that are all blended in with everything to do with like yep. the origins of it and how it became what it is today. And the idea that you could have like a sinister toy company that uses the holiday <laughs> to prey upon people. Because why not? Evil ritual. <laughs> Uh, you got Tom Atkins just killing it in Tom the lead. Motherfucking Atkins. Absolutely laying some pipe in there, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's Tom Atkins. What else is he going to do? Um, and Stacey Nelkin as Ellie, the, the leading lady, she's mm-hmm. gorgeous. Um, and then also Connell Cochran, the villain played by Dan O'Hurley. Love him. He's so sinister yet so unassuming. It's just this random businessman. He's like this nice old dude, you know, like someone's grandpa. And then it's great because he has like a smaller role in Twin Peaks where he's also just like the same character, basically. <laughs> yeah. You also know him from RoboCop. Mm-hmm. He's the CEO. Um, but it's just so much fun and it's it's so everything. A goddamn medic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's everything to do with Halloween, too, that you could have these cursed masks that kill children. Mm-hmm. In a way, it's almost scarier than any of the other Halloweens because like the scope of this plan that they have is so, so insidious and so evil, but couched in this like fun sing songy, a mm-hmm. uh, little like, Oh, watch the TV horror marathon. It's almost time. Well, and this is the only one that actually fulfilled what Carpenter wanted for the mm-hmm. series to make it this sort of like anthology yeah. where it's always about Halloween, but it's a different. And, and I, I think even though I love some of the other Halloween sequels, I wish we had gotten the yeah. whole anthology thing. And, you know, there's talks about, like, uh, once or twice I've seen people, like, fan films or other people want to make a sequel to this one. I don't know what that would look like. I don't know if I would want it. It could be interesting. Um, But this one is just, like, to me, it's Halloween distilled into a film. And I love it so much for it. Nice. And I I throw it out there. If you've always avoided it, you've been skeptical of it, even if you watched it in the past and kind of hated it, go back and give it another shot. And be sure to watch it, like... And a nice presentation. Don't watch a TV version. Watch no, watch no, the no. Blu-ray or something. Watch it with the proper aspect ratio. Is it even streaming anywhere? I don't think it is. I don't know. That's one way to find I out. I do not know. I think the last time I watched it, I had to like catch a copy online Just, from some nefarious source. It still looked great, <laughs> but it was because I was really jonesing for it, and I didn't want to pay the five bucks to rent it. Oh, and last thing while you're looking this up, Jason, the score is phenomenal. Yes. It's like one of my favorite scores of all time in a horror film. It's on Peacock right now. Ooh. Mm. Well, there you go. Yeah, the score's great. 
After you're disappointed with Halloween ends, scroll over there in that menu a little bit <laughs> and have yourself some Season of the Witch. That is my first one. Nice. Michael, back to you, sir. All right. One that I introduced my wife to like maybe five or six years ago, and now I watch it every year. Um, super Silly, 1987, The Monster Squad. Yeah. Classic. Um, known for the Wolfman's Got Nards thing. Um, as you will see later on in my list, I am super, super sucker for all things Universal Monsters. Sure. Um, which is rightfully so. I have yeah. some of those in my like backup list because those are so quintessential like the month of October. You can't me. go yeah. wrong with yeah. that. Um, but there's just something about Jason, you showed me Monster Squad um, during our stint to, of living together. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, that torrid year we had together. <laughs> it was a tryst. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's just so lighthearted. Um, kind of it is Halloweeny too, you yeah. know. Like it captures that kind of essence of. It's very Stephen Kingish in a lot of ways, which I love. The whole like teenagers or young kids mm-hmm. fighting some evil that no one really believes. It's just about. like Stranger Things. <gasps> that movie ripped off Stranger Things. It did. It went back in time. <laughs> ripped well, off Stranger Things. Um, no, I think it's. Are they actually licensed Universal? Um, they were not. They were not. That's okay. why the Gilman looks completely different. Mm-hmm. Most everything looks the same. Uh, even you get, get Tom Noonan too, mm-hmm. um, who's great as uh, the monster. Yeah. yeah, as the monster. It's just it's got fun lore to it. Like it actually within an hour and a half, it somehow builds this perfectly contained film with its own backstory and lore. Opens the vault, closes the vault, all within an hour and a half. And I don't fucking want a sequel. Like, I don't want a sequel, and I don't want a remake. The movie is what it is. It's great. It's just a fun... Also something you can show someone younger, too, which I really like. Mm-hmm. You don't want, like, a next generation with their kids, and Fuck, then, they, no, then one, of, one of the dads is dead, and they see GMN? No, I don't. <laughs> I think... it looked, I hated that movie. <laughs> when I'm looking back through my list, I'm starting to realize, like, a lot of these things are... are a lot of these movies are ones that you can show a younger audience. Mm-hmm. Trick or Treat, be careful with, because there's some... Yeah, more rougher stuff to deal with. But of the other ones on my list, like I think Halloween time is the perfect time to really pick movies that you can kind of share together with people. They don't always have to be the super violent, super ultra gory that, you know, certain ones of your friends. To me, Halloween is about getting everybody in that vibe Mm -hmm. and like really bringing everybody in the spirit. So, yeah, maybe it's not like the best horror film that's ever made or one that everybody's like, Oh yeah, you dig that. You're totally into horror. <laughs> no, but that's not what I care about at this time. Right, like, especially if you're talking about a comfort film. Yeah. These right. are ones that I want to be able to sit and watch with people and everybody vibe on the same thing. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's super fun. It's also totally me as a kid. <laughs> All these kids are me. <laughs> so, and that was the big takeaway when I, the first time I watched it, because you just immediately identify with the kids. Yeah. I, yeah. It's clear that these guys, the people who wrote it and did it, well, it's Shane Black, which mm, he's got a questionable future. I mean, there's some problematic dialogue in that movie now, but it's the 80s. It's this all over is the true. Place. It was the 80s, man. It was the 80s. <laughs> Everyone was high on blow. It doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, so Hello. Monster Squad for mine. Nice. Good pick. Jason. All right. 
Let's go ahead and just. You said that so horror host. Jason. I am going to go ahead and lay claim to House of a Thousand Corpses. Yeah, there it is. Another Rob Zombie flick. Love it. This is one I would argue is good. It is fucking good. It is his best movie. It is his best movie. It's his first movie. It's his best movie. It's the most. It's it's pure distillation of what is Rob Zombie. Yeah, you know? I agree with that. Can't argue with that at all. The plot is threadbare. It doesn't matter. Um, it's, <laughs> it's all about atmosphere and the actors he got for this movie and the fucking dialogue. I still quote this movie like probably every day. Daily, yeah. Oh, believe me, we know. <laughs> um, and it's, it's a must watch at Halloween because it has that great carnival spooky atmosphere and the colors too just garish, garish colors vibrant yeah. colors yeah uh, I mean Sid Haig is Captain Spaulding alone is worth the price of admission for this movie and if you if you watch this like if you have not seen this for some reason don't watch it streaming watch a disc of it somewhere because half of the fun is the extra scenes that oh, were yeah. given to Sid Haig as Captain Spaulding yeah the- fucking opening menu like <laughs> what other film does this right yeah it's like a good 10 minutes he just comes out and he's talking to you and shit what other film has you captivated by the <laughs> fucking menu screen if you don't pick one of these options i'm gonna come over here and put my boot up your ass <laughs> and be sure to get the regular dvd too because the blu-ray doesn't have that are you serious yeah, yeah. i know it's bullshit oh uh, why would you cut that <laughs> I mean, I don't know. For, from this moment on, like once I showed that to my wife, like now if she bites into something and it's juicy <laughs> and it gets everywhere, she will immediately go, it's one of them juicy motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's got Sid Haig. It's got Bill fucking Mosley having the time of his life. Dwight from The Office, Rain Wilson is who, in it. Who I still call Fish Boy. Yeah. To always this Fish day, Boy. I call him Fish Boy. Karen Black, Tom Tallis, uh, Walton Goggins. Did you say Chris Hardwick already? I'm skipping Chris Hardwick. But for real, <laughs> but for real though, like if you only know Chris Hardwick from The Talking Dead and his like yeah, idiot podcast and all that stuff, like no, he was fun in this. You actually like watching. <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you listen to the commentary, Zombie talks about how he was a bitch about falling on the ground. Like he didn't want to get on the ground. <laughs> so that's it's worth listening to the commentary too. And I like the the like urban legendy lore stuff about the, the Doctor Satan. Yeah, Doctor Satan. I've always wanted them to go back to that. Yeah, I wish that should have been the sequel, mm. or maybe Three from Hell or something like that. That's where um, I thought they were going to go with Three. That's from where Hell, they should have gone. They just mm. did Devil's Rejects again. It's the same fucking movie. I kind of like it. Though. I know you do. Uh, <laughs> Richard Brake's a fun guy. I love Richard Brake. I love him, but I don't like that movie. But I love this movie, and I I'll watch it every year. So good. This ain't your goddamn living room. <laughs> goddamn grease monkey. <laughs> <sighs> All right. So, Dustin, what about you? Okay, this is maybe an obvious one because it's been mentioned in the past on this show. But I'm going to claim it because I stand by it. This is another go back to it every October. 1988, directed by Kevin Tenney, Night of the Demons. Yeah, Night of the Demons. Yes. When I think of Halloween, I like to have a Halloween party. And this film is basically a Halloween party that you attend as you watch it. Eat a bowl of fuck. I came here to party. <laughs> yes. Um, I guess I won't say too much about it because we have a whole episode you can just jump back to if you want me to hear me gush for like an hour and a half. Yep. But how much I love it, but just amazing cast, amazing uh, score. 
mm-hmm. music. Great effects. Great effects. Um, Amelia Kincaid's amazing as Angela. Super iconic mm-hmm. horror icon character that has kind of faded off, I guess, a little bit, but she deserves to be mentioned still. Oh, I agree. Held up there. Yeah, totally. Uh, an old Linnea Quigley film. You know we love Linnea Quigley. She's so fun in this. She's amazing in this one. I tear up every time with the uh, the gas station scene where they're stealing the stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and really like truly pretty horrifying like demon effects and makeup and stuff mm-hmm. a great score too i don't know if you mentioned the music yet, yeah but the music's really good too um and the soundtrack too like yeah, the, the actual bands that are on it yeah. uh this film was my introduction to bauhaus yes so very, very iconic nice. i think we all love this movie so there's not a lot to, to dig in on depth it's, about it's it very halloweeny it's so halloweeny it's a nice encapsulation of the 80s too i kind of love this episode so far because this is just talking about movies that we love, and it's yeah. really hard to like shit on somebody else's take. It's <laughs> like, right. no, nah, that movie sucks. Yeah, exactly. Is I mean, it, no. did anybody do a controversial pick? Not yet. Yeah, I didn't so either. Far, no, I didn't either. I'm gonna get questionable with one, but the uh, Night of the Demons, my second one. Cool. All right, I'm jumping to the thing that um, it's actually one of the few I've already watched this year um, that I try to watch every year, but uh, 1958. Ooh, oh. uh, Horror of Dracula. Nice. It is one of my absolute favorite. It was actually the very first Hammer film I ever saw. It's a good one to start with. And completely sold me. Like from then on, Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee have been my favorite actors <laughs> of all time. Like watching it again this year, I'm watching it from a slightly different lens because I, I introduced it to my wife. Um, I love the cheesiness of Hammer. Mm-hmm. I love the over-the-topness that they just lean into and embrace. Mm-hmm. There's nothing... I don't think there's anything gets more gothic than Hammer, really. Like, so much of Hammer just leaned into that gothic feel of exuberant sets and just immaculate color mm-hmm. that just really draw you in. And there's... I mean, Christopher Lee will... Is he your, like, Dracula? He's my Dracula, him? yeah. Um this year when I watched it, I was watching it very comparatively to other Draculas, like actually paying attention to the difference between the Draculas that you see. Mm-hmm. And I, I love how cold Chris yeah. Frilly's Dracula is. There's just, just so much more sinister than a lot of them. There's no nonsense. Yeah. A lot of other it's ones, also so cordial and, and you know, polite at the beginning. It's so banal, you know, but he's, never, he's not immediately creepy. He's right. like, yeah, I'm he's never warm though, but right, he's no. very, I don't, he's just very British. You he's know? very like, British. He's British Lord Polite. <laughs> right, right. Because I think of some other interpretations, like they lean into like, oh, he's so charming and so suave. And, yeah. But you can tell like, you hate, it, Christopher Lee, it's like he has lived for all these generations and he is just bored with life. Tired of people's yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to eat you. That's really all I fucking care about. But not only is Christopher Lee maybe the, the best Count Dracula, but Peter Cushing is the best Van Helsing. Oh, God. Hands and down. Every time that they're on screen together, just the chemistry between Cushing and Lee. Like, yeah. When do you ever really see that mm-hmm. between actors anymore? Like, you don't. And there's just... They were so unique. Hollywood is just... They just basically want to stick like as many names as they can in the same movie. And most of the time, it just doesn't work. Because mm-hmm. the egos are too big. Mm-hmm. But you can tell like with Lee and Cushing that it was more just about, let's just make what we're here to make. Cushing could say the most ridiculous drivel and make it so compelling. <laughs> he always bought it. He always believed in what he was saying. Like I can never defend the satanic rites of Dracula. 
I don't like it. I mean, I don't hate it. I'll, it's fun. I kind of like it's it. It's hard to, de- but it's it's really hard to defend. You, that movie just is what it is. And somebody was talking about it the other day, and I was Dude, like, two words, Carolyn Monroe. Well, yeah, <laughs> Captain Kronos will always be my pick for mm-hmm. her. Um, or uh, what was the space one she was in? <laughs> oh, um, Star Crash. Yeah, Star Crash. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she loses clothes as the movie keeps going. I mean, I don't really have a no, problem with no it. Problem. No, it's fine. Um, but. No, like they were talking about Satanic Rites of Dracula, and it's like that movie is never good, you know. But it's just is what it is, and you can't deny the chemistry between yeah Peter even Cushing even and Christopher Lee. It, it's uh, just even when he calls him out over a '70s lamp, and it's not supposed to be there, and you're like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have a book uh, about the history of horror film that was written in '63. I think it came out, and it talks about all the great Universal monsters. And like Dead of Night and those classio British ones. But when it gets the hammer, it's like, this is the most repulsive, gory stuff. <laughs> it's horrible. And now we look at it like it's so quaint. You know, it's, yeah. just, it's so funny how time Hammer just, like that. Hammer is, that's the epitome of comfort for me too. I can put on Hammer and the second I hear the soundtrack, yeah. I'm just like, everything's fine. Yeah. Even if the world horrible right. shit's going. And that's, I was having a really rough time the other night. <laughs> and that's why I put it on. And I was like, okay. Good pick. It's okay. Very nice. I like it. Yeah. Are we back to me again? We are back to you. Yeah. All right. Number three. Uh, let's circle back to the Halloween films. Okay. Because I would like to propose that Halloween 4 is an excellent Halloween comfort film. Perhaps you better okay. start from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this is a little bit of personal for me because it was the first Halloween film I saw in the theater. Oh, okay. So this came out in 88. And that is part, I think, of being a comfort film. Sometimes you have a right. special attachment to it in some way. Yeah. It. It, was, it, was a lot of, it was a lot of fun seeing in the theater. Um, I think I was like 12, 13. I was always a little weird old monster kid. Um, <laughs> but has, I think it has a great Halloween atmosphere. Especially the, the beginning the, title sequence. The opening and stuff. is like one of the best openings. It is. You could just play that on a loop at a yeah. Halloween party and you're good. Um, Daniel Harris, her first performance. And you forget how good she is mm-hmm. as a little girl in this movie. For a child actor, like it's got to be like top tier in the most upper percentile mm-hmm. of actually like good child oh, yeah. actors. Yeah. Um, yeah. And despite the fact that Halloween 3 is a great movie. Mm-hmm. A lot of people did miss Michael Myers being it. So it was kind of a big deal having Michael Myers back. And that was fun. They had Donald Pleasance back as Loomis. Does it make sense given what happened at the end of Halloween 2? <laughs> no. But, you know. <laughs> if, eh. if you're going to do one more, to me, that's like the way to do it. Right. Now, did they drop the ball with five? Yes. Big time. But that is Which, continually a plague upon the franchise where they make one great sequel or at least even passable sequel and then when they try to follow it up, but also it just goes off the rails. Also, in my opinion, this is where the Halloween film should have ended. I would agree with that. Outside of the first one, it has the perfect ending. Oh, yeah. When Jamie Lloyd attacks her stepmother and shows up in that clown outfit at the top of the steps, all bloodied and shit, that is a great ending. It's the full that circle. Perfect. Back, yeah. back to the first film. Yeah. yeah. That's where it should have stopped. I actually saw this for the first time just a couple of years ago. Yeah, what'd you think? Wow. I liked it a lot. Mm. I uh, Joe Bob mm. did oh, nice. a yeah. episode with it, and that's honestly I can't plug that enough. If you watch movies by yourself and you don't have like a group of friends to watch it with, sure, Joe Bob's like the easiest, the quickest thing you've got to having a group of friends. You get fun trivia during it, and 
No, I watched it and I was like, oh, this was actually really good yeah, Halloween movie. It, yeah. It's a good movie. It's a solid movie. You know, it's, it's this one too, I think, right? It has the scene. It's one of my favorites. Um, Loomis hitches a ride with the preacher to get back into town. That's this one, right? Yes. Loomis should really fucking learn to drive, man. <laughs> <laughs> but like the speech that preacher gives where he's like, oh, you've seen evil. You're hunting it. I can tell and all that stuff. Like that's mm. such a, ooh, just like striking moment. Yeah. Really <laughs> He's drinking eat. from that flask. He yeah. doesn't really want to, but yeah. <laughs> you know, I so think too. Like now that Blumhouse is done, what is it? Like six years? It'll be the fiftieth anniversary. You know, there's going to be another one. You know, there's going to be another one, and so I'm I'm going to throw it out there. Let's get a direct sequel to four. Let's get Daniel Harris. She's a fan of the franchise still. Better steward of it than some of the people that have been stewarding it. Hell yeah! For now. Dude, I'm I'm there. I'm bring, right there with you. Bring her back, make her the killer. Let's do it. Yeah, we got a female pinhead now. Let's get a female Michael, for lack of a better word, Michaela, well, <laughs> Michaela Myers, <laughs> Michelle Myers. Uh, yeah, Halloween Four. If you haven't watched it for whatever reason, please do. It's a fun movie. It's much better than this latest spate of shitty, yeah, empty, soulless. Movies made by people who <laughs> think they know a lot better than they do. And, uh. Is it still on Shutter? I don't know. Probably. I yeah, think it, it is. I think it, it is. is. Yeah. I saw it on so the you, you can watch it alone, or you can watch it with Joe Bob. Mm-hmm. Nice. All right. Well, speaking of slashers, uh-huh. I intimately associate the idea of slashers with Halloween, just because growing up, that's what it was. They were everywhere. Mm-hmm. That was for us. That's what we do. We'd rent a bunch of VHS yep. films, slasher movies, and pop them in the VCR. Mm-hmm. And my favorite slasher. Is Jason Voorhees. So I had to include a Friday the 13th film. Can't go wrong there. Now, is that Halloween related? Mm, maybe not. Yeah, it's okay. But, you know, they're always on in October, and I always associate them. Sure. So I had to go with my personal favorite, Friday the 13th, part, part four. Six. <laughs> Jason Lives. <laughs> 1986, the year of my birth. Good year. Tom, Tom McLaughlin is the director. That's a great movie. Um, So good. So much fun. To me, like it's got this whole gothic angle where they actually bring Jason back as an undead entity. It's the first one he's really a zombie. Yeah, He's truly a zombie, which is normally what you think of when you think of Jason, but it took all these films to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that opening, like in the graveyard. It's great. And the lightning strikes, and it, it's just Frankenstein all over again. Yeah. And it's so so universally, a little bit of hammer even, too, the way the set's made. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that they're channeling all of that, but into a... Jason Voorhees slasher film. Um, Tom Matthews is amazing. It's Tommy Jarvis. Matthews, he's he's yeah. clearly the definitive Tommy Jarvis. Mm-hmm. Which now we're getting him in fan films like Never Hike Alone. Which yeah, is amazing. That's a great one. Um, and just like his his attitude, you can tell that he's kind of tortured and haunted by Jason. He plays that well, but then he's the perfect like star, like I guess final boy to face off mm-hmm. against him. Yeah, uh, and the way you know he just shouts, "Hey, maggot head." And this is one of, the, one of the first mainstream slasher films to have a lot of that meta commentary in it. Yes. Because um, it does lean into like a little bit of the comedy and kind of poking fun at itself, which I appreciate. Um, I also think... It has a great soundtrack. Alice Cooper tracks great on Great soundtrack, it. yes. Um, CJ Graham, probably my favorite Jason, too. I just love his build and the, the, like the height and how imposing he yeah, looks. Yeah, he's a good Jason. Um, and I always loved him, too, as was the Hellcop. And Highway to Hell. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jennifer Cook is Megan, leading lady. She's one of the best. Adorable, one of the best. You actually like her. You really like her. I love her energy, too, and how gun ho she is about actually trying to help 
and fix the problem and she's not just there like goofing off partying or whatever mm-hmm. like of course she's into to Tommy but then like well, who wouldn't be yeah but then like when when she hits the fan like she's actually reliable she's right there trying to do everything she can yeah she has agency and stuff yeah so love that too even the throwaway stuff like it's so goofity but yet so fun like some of the random kills they just toss in like the paintballing excursion mm-hmm. where it's like the business people that are trying to do like a, a team building thing and yeah. just wander into Jason. So hilarious. And then to the, the car kill where the couple like drives up on him and he just like spears their tire. Oh yeah. And that's, she mentions how you've seen enough movies with cycles yeah. wearing masks that you know, go in the opposite <laughs> direction or whatever. Yeah. So eternally for me, I always associate Friday the 13th with Halloween and, that's always always Halloween. go back for this film. Yeah. There's better ones, I think. Like, I think 4 is maybe the best sequel. Yeah, 4 is the best one. Objectively. Well, speaking of which, Ted White recently died, who played sad, Jason in part 4. Sad. So, R.I.P. Ted White. He, controversially, he's my favorite Jason. I love King Hodder. Love him to death. I respect the hell out of that man. He's a good dude. But, and I love his work as Jason, but something about Ted White's version, just, mm. Mm. I don't know. I kind of love King Hodder more as Victor Crowley. I think the sad thing with Kane Hodder is he's never been in like a great Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, you're right. So he he's like up at eleven, but then the movie's not, and then yeah, mm. like part seven sucks, but he's so fucking good in yeah. it. And those last ten minutes are amazing. <laughs> but yeah, I think like the the second one, the fourth one, and then this one. So like most of the even ones, like they're all like hitting pretty good for me. Mm. But nice. has personally, a Star Trek problem. <laughs> 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 yeah, personally, though, six is just like that one for me that like I remember watching it so, so much growing up. That was always the one I would catch on TV if I caught one. Love it. Mm, good pick. Michael, it's your last one. All right. Make it a good one. Uh, this is one that I kind of was surprised that I kind of thought you might have done, Jason. Uh, well, I got one more left. 1985. No. Okay. We're, we're safe. Return of the Living Dead. Classic. Hell yeah. yeah. Um. Directed by Dan O'Bannon. Um, God, what can I say about Return of the Living Dead? I mean, another Linnea Quigley classic. <laughs> trash. Her definitive role is trash. I guess for us, she's also synonymous with Halloween. <laughs> yeah. I'm okay with that. I'm yeah, really definitely. okay with that. I mean, that's who I grew up watching. She was my scream queen. Most of the films that have made this list for me are uh, ones that I've watched with Jason. Like, because I... I had seen the classic, like I'd seen a lot of the classic Halloween stuff, um, you know, growing up, but I'd never really gone into horror until I moved in and Jason was like, dude, we got to watch all these. You've never seen these. Oh my God, these are amazing. (laughs) And they were just, it was, I really have great memories of those weekends just sitting around, probably getting too drunk than we should have just watching (laughs) horror films. Like, um, and I, I can't imagine the experience that you got to have, Jason, of like showing somebody these for the first time. It's so much fun. I love it. That's yeah. equally as fun as it watching is. it the first time. It's so good. And, and especially if the person's willing and they're very like, oh, yeah, I'm totally down to this it. or whatever. Yeah. And the first time you showed me Return of the Living Dead, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> this movie is just so much fun. It's it's just unadulterated fun. Mm. Pure trash, like no pun intended. But it doesn't ever try to be anything it's not. 
well, it's made with heart, you know, and the actors are giving it their all. And the first ten minutes, you fall in love with those the two leads. Yeah, you every know? every you mm-hmm. you really love every character that's in it. It's Another really, Tom Matthews movie. Yeah, I was gonna say. Speaking yeah. of Friday the Thirteenth, we got Tom Matthews and we've got um, Miguel Nunez. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's <laughs> damn enchiladas. Enchiladas. That's what I'm sorry. There's just something about this movie that every year I just feel like it's Halloween when I put it on. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I watched it last year, and I and I missed it. Like I, I missed having yeah, watched right. it. Um, and yeah, it's that, that's one for me. Like I may not get to it every October, but at least once a year, I'll yeah, go back to it. And it's it's also a lot of these films for me are ones that I'm comfortable having on in the background while I'm doing something Halloweeny. So yeah. like if I'm carving a pumpkin. Or making Halloween decorations or something, and I want something that really helps me fit the mood and really feel like I'm in that in that Halloween groove. Mm. These are a lot of the movies that I go to. Oh yeah, that that I've seen so many times that I don't have to look at. Mm-hmm. And and I know probably cinephiles would be like, "Oh, you should really watch the movie," but I don't have to. <laughs> I don't have to. I've seen it well, no, so right, many times. Right. It's ingrained that it's... I just I hear it and I know exactly what's going on. And that's the, one of the ways I feel with Return of the Living yeah, Dead. That, it's it's a great comfort movie. And just God, such a fucking killer soundtrack. Too. I was about to say, dude, that the soundtrack is a Halloween playlist unto itself. Oh God, yeah. Like, let's go down it real quick. We've got. Surfing Dead by the Cramps. I love that you already have it pulled up. <laughs> <laughs> I saw him excitedly typing while you were going through that. Motherfucking Cramps. Yeah. Did a song just for this. Um, nothing for you, TSOL. That one's okay. Burn the Flames, Rocky yeah. Erickson. Yeah. yeah. That's a classic. Um, Party Time, 45, 45 Grave. Grave. Yeah. That's the one I always <sighs> that, think That's of. like the yeah. theme of the movie. If it did, like every Halloween party I've ever been to that Jason has had, if 45 Grave is not on there, mm-hmm. I'm like, there's a problem. And for a couple of years there, we had a lot of people at our Halloween parties that were like friends of friends of friends that would show up and they, yeah, the parties were amazing and they always went way out of hand, but they would always be like, what is this music? And I'm like, this is fucking 45 grave and you shut the fuck up and you dance while it's That's on. That's right. Shake your ass, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, Deadbeat Dance, The Damned. Yeah. Another great band. And one of my favorite bands of all time, The Flesh Eaters. I have a song on here, Eyes Without a Face. Yeah. So, Flesh Eaters, shout out to them. They're like, they're listening. They're <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> they feel like my little secret sometimes because most people don't know about the flesh eaters for some reason but i know about so them. i know about them because of you like if you're in the punk or the early you know yeah. la rock scene check out the flesh eaters but yeah that's a great great fucking soundtrack great movie and um depending on which cut you watch it's a kentucky movie <laughs> true mm-hmm. true yeah a little little hometown uh love for us yep so yeah, there's my final. And awesome. I'm, I'm happy with that being my final. No, that's okay. That's yeah. Send more paramedics. <laughs> you know, and true. I guess just to mention it out there too. Like when we look now at what zombie films are and zombie media and like The Walking Dead and all that bullshit. Um, Return of the Living Dead is like actually super influential. Yeah, with a lot of its ideas. It was like the first fast zombies, I think, at yeah. least in a you know in a bigger movie. This, this is where the whole brain-eating thing started. Yeah. It all goes back to this, yeah. with the brains. And I don't want to knock anybody. If you like Walking Dead, cool. That's your, If that's your thing, go for it. I'll knock you. I mean, <laughs> I just lost interest. You know, like, there, it, you can do something for too long. Yes. Yeah, well. And I, I won't deny, I watched the first, like, 
four watched, or five seasons. Yeah, I watched much longer than I but should listen, have. Michael, I know because I've watched too much AMC Fear Fest on vacation. <laughs> if you've ever watched The Walking Dead, you have to watch the last season. <laughs> oh. No, well, I don't. I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> so... Sorry, I think I think in the split second I saw Norman Reedus is still in there. Oh, so. I'm sure he is. Did you know he has a restaurant in Lexington now? Ooh, oh no. yeah, I heard something about that. I forget what it's called. Naked Normans. Mm. We have to make a podcast excursion. I'm not. No, it's real fucking expensive. Oh, never mind. What? I thought he was like one of the you know down with the common folk type people. I don't know. I looked at it this we had guests in from out of town and we were trying to look at stuff very quintessentially Kentucky to take them to his fan base is not very sophisticated. That's all I'm saying. And I was and we were like, well what is this Nick and Norman's and Piper pulled up the menu. She's like, it's just pictures of Norman Reedus. <laughs> like, I don't even see any food. You, uh, I am the menu. Fun, fun thing about that, you don't actually eat food there. You just pay to look at pictures of Norman Reedus. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, it's gre- food for your eyeballs. It's very greasy, though. <laughs> it's very uh, avant-garde. You see, yeah. why can't he just cut his hair? Just take a bath, man. You <laughs> is, don't. Is there no water in the zombie apocalypse? You're not living The Walking Dead. Just take a bath. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, Jason. All right, my final pick is a little movie, another made-for-TV movie. Mm. Although this one is British, from 1992, called. Ghostwatch. Mm. And if you haven't heard of Ghostwatch... I haven't? Really? It's, um, oh. It was presented as a, a news show. As like a Halloween... Yeah. Uh, we're investigating this haunted house. Yeah, passed off as completely real. Yeah. It even had like actual BBC presenters on it. Mm. So there's this house, um, and they're going to check it out because it's reputed to be haunted. Um, the people who live there, it's a single mother and her two daughters... And this is loosely based off of a real poltergeist case from the 60s, I think. Is it The Conjuring 2? <laughs> oh, the, the, in, the info poltergeist. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Conjuring 2 is based on this, too. Oh, cool. I like The Conjuring series. Yeah, great The first films. two are good. I never watched the third one. I didn't like third the one, one. Uh, a little mixed. Um, but they call the spirit who lives here pipes because there's always like banging on the pipes and stuff like that. Like Captain and Sneal? No. <laughs> Isn't that who did that? Maybe. The... Twice on the pipe, ding, ding. Probably. If the answer it, it, is no. Probably. Oh, my darling. <laughs> Jesus. And there's our copy string. Yep, there he goes. Um, <laughs> so anyway, there's these presenters in the house, and they're like going through it, and the girls are telling them all the stuff that Pipes does. And like they'll be panning through a bedroom, and then the presenter back in the um, studio will get like a phone call. People are like calling in saying, I saw something in that video footage. And you go back and look at it, and you'll see it. And then they'll replay it again, and it's not there. So it's fucking with you the entire time. You're catching these little glimpses of pipes. Yeah. And the whole time you're watching, you're, you're kind of looking for pipes. And throughout the movie, they disperse the folklore about him and stuff. So this predates like paranormal activity, where you're just watching for the spirit and stuff. Right. Yeah. And Blair Witch with the whole folklore thing. And it, it was only aired once because it caused a panic. People tuned in. They didn't know it was a fucking show. Yeah, people lost their damn minds. Yeah. But every now and then, like, there's a like, crowd scene outside the house where the presenter's, like, talking to people, asking if they've ever seen anything weird happening. And you barely see him, but, like, standing behind a few people is Pipes. And he's, you get a few looks at him, and he's, like, wearing a dress, and that's part of his backstory. 
and like half his face is gone. It, it's actually a pretty creepy flick. It's surprisingly effective because you think it for for being like a little TV special. Like I don't know, you wouldn't think much of it, but it's way more impactful than what you expect. Yeah, and you think about it later. Mm-hmm. I read about it years ago, and this was before most things were online or anything, and I couldn't find a fucking copy of it anywhere. Right, I think now there's a Blu-ray, right? I want to say. I think there is. Yeah, I love the. Um Potential to profit off of other people's suffering. <laughs> <laughs> it is not streaming anywhere as of right now, though. But I'm sure there are certain platforms you can go find it. Mm-hmm. Not not quite effed up enough to be in certain yeah, locations. Not, 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 not really an effed up movie. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you haven't seen Ghost Watch and you love that sort of not really found footage because it's all happening live. But it is like a mockumentary. Yeah, it's like a mockumentary yeah. type thing. It's really ahead of its time and it's Pretty good. Check it out. Quintessential if you love that genre at all. Yeah, and it's set on Halloween night. I don't know if I mentioned that or not. So of it's, course. It's a perfect mm. Halloween night type movie. It's basically like the whole World of Worlds skit just yeah, done exactly. in a horror setting. Right. Actually, tragically, they contributed this movie to a teenage boy's suicide. Because oh. he became kind of obsessed with it. That's but important. he also had other problems. This movie did not cause his suicide. But right. That was part of the reason why they only played it the one time. So, well, bring us home, Dustin. We've had a classy list among us all. Jason, some trash. <laughs> you brought the deep cuts. I got to bring us down a peg. We can't, we can't get that lofty. Um, you know, I'm going to bring a full moon movie. Come on, no, come on. No, I, was, no, come on. I was expecting it. I was very much um, expecting. What I talked about before, because this this is like my ultimate comfort film. That like, it was probably the week before my vacation. Things were shitty at work, and I came home one night and I said, you know what, it's time. It, October just started. I got to watch Puppet Master. I got to watch Puppet Master 2, directed by David Allen, <laughs> 1990. Again, like I've noticed a theme with my picks too. They all kind of lean on like there's an element of nostalgia in the film for the Universal movies. Mm. So this one has that same thing of like it's very gothic. It opens with the puppets resurrecting their master with some formula and he comes back all zombified. And wraps himself up in this invisible man-looking get-up. Oh, yeah. And he kind of creeps around the the hotel, the whole film, and it's like scheming and plotting. And it's just crazy puppet action. They're going around, killing everybody. Totally off the chain. Great stop-motion effects. Uh, it's very hokey, but s- still fun. Um, so much it's like not killer puppets. Yeah. <laughs> what are you gonna do? So much like gothic energy because you get into the whole thing where it's like he thinks the leading lady is the reincarnation of his wife that died and mm. their love has like transcended. It's, it's the whole, like the mummy or mm-hmm. any of that stuff yeah. all over again. Um, and I think like growing up as a little kid, like I was at an age where it's like the universal horror movies couldn't be my movies. Cause it was like too far a step back. Right. But then like I, they still had this allure and this appeal and I think really to me, like I first got the flavor of them from films like Puppet Master 2 or like Jason Lives, where they like distilled that in there a little bit. And I'm like, what is this aspect? I really love this. Because it was obviously made by filmmakers who were influenced by right, the right, right. Universal stuff. You know, They probably grew up as monster kids in the 60s watching this stuff on <laughs> TV all the time. Um, but yeah, I love the Puppet Master franchise. There's no, uh, no doubt about that. I've made that very clear across the show. <laughs> yes, you have. Um, this is the most like pure, purely a horror film, I think, out of the whole franchise. There's other ones that are better. Three is maybe the best, I would say. But Most was, critics agree Puppet Master 3 is the yeah. best. <laughs> um, that too, though, that one more gets into like the whole, like they're fighting the Nazis 
kind of thing. It's it's less a pure like this one is just straight up horror. You got this evil genius that has killer puppets and he's like massacring people so that they can have eternal life. And it has one of the truly most disturbing monster effects I've ever seen at the end where he transfers his soul into a giant human-sized puppet. Hmm. And it's just like a costume with a mask, but they make they really make the mask face like look wooden. Mm. And so the eyes are like fixed, opened wide, and he doesn't blink at oh, all. Is it like that creepy doll thing from Extra? Remember yeah, that? yeah, kind of oh, like that. Yeah. And it's so disturbing. Cool. And I just love the look of it, love the feel of it. This is my warm blanket that I will snuggle up to <laughs> after a bad day. <laughs> I'm going to watch them. I really you need to. At like, least the first three. I need to. Just yeah. for Dustin. For Dustin. Yeah. Um, and famously, the second one introduces Torch, which is one of my favorite of the puppets. He's got a fucking flamethrower, so oh, yeah. pretty awesome. They do some good fire effects. <laughs> Blade's the best one, I think. Oh, Blade's just iconic. He's like the face of it all. Yeah. Um, some fun people in the cast, too. There's a very, very, very small role by George Buck Flower. Oh, there's he's, a little, he's always little rural like husband wife that live in the countryside that they attack one night, and he is like the. Uh, the husband of the duo. He has some dumb lines at one point. Was his job perhaps as the janitor at a <laughs> at a bolorama that some <laughs> sorority yeah. girls may have broken into? And then speaking of music too, the actual like main puppet master theme, I just love how like it's both haunting but yet kind of like whimsical and fun at the same time. Mm. Uh, Richard Band composed it. He's like the mastermind on all the music with that stuff. Um it, it's that vibe that I want when I think of Halloween where it is. It is like a little scary, but it's also fun at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things like I can just hear it and it immediately <laughs> makes me happy. Nice. So Puppet Master 2. Cap us off there with a not so great film, but <laughs> it means something to us. It means something very deeply to me. So if you want to peek into his psyche, watch Puppet Master 2. <laughs> this has been a very diverse group of films. Mm-hmm. As it should be. Um. This has been a fun one. Yeah. It has been fun. Is it fun just to rattle off some stuff? Yeah, and this is be dropping on Halloween, but I mean, you've still got... If you have time and you're looking for something to watch, pick one of these movies. You cannot go wrong with any one of these movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're recording this like a week and a half before Halloween, so yeah. I'll have a chance to use these and as my own. Excellent. And I cheat. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. All right, so... Uh, it's been fun. Uh, you'll get back with us in November as we resume our regular scheduled activity with Michael in tow. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be here. It's not the same without him. Closing right. out the year with musicals. Have we already announced that? Yes. Okay. It's in the sadness, I'm pretty sure. Okay. So yeah. it's your pick first, correct? Yeah. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you like to say anything about your movie? Because I couldn't really talk about it when I announced it. Uh, Sure, yeah. Um, So my wife actually introduced me to this one. Mm. I'm a huge, huge fan of musicals. Um especially broadway musicals um yeah go ahead make all the jokes you want i don't fucking care um this one's an interesting one because it's kind of in its own subgenre category of broadway musicals that have been turned into feature films um so it is uh there's a version of it on criterion mm. um, i haven't checked to see if it's streaming anywhere for a long time it was on netflix but i'm not sure uh i got the blue Oh, my man just wanted to throw that out there um uh, it's i don't know this one might be polarizing for you guys because it's a it's an odd one it's a really oddball musical about a transvestite 
I mean, it seems to be common with I mean, musicals, Rocky right? Horror, right? Yeah, yeah, but uh, this one's much more sad. And this came out also in 2001. Yeah. So the Which whole... we said the title? Uh, mm-hmm. Hedwig and the yeah. Angry Inch. There we go. So, I mean, Great title. It was a different world back then, too. Some things have become a bit more acceptable, thankfully, you know, in our society. Yeah, but you'll see a lot of common themes throughout this one, though, that are still happening oh, today. Oh, absolutely, I'm you sure. Know, that, yeah. uh, um, this film is very big with the LGBTQ population as well. Not population, sorry, community. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, honestly, I would. this is a kind of film that I would love to show people who maybe don't sympathize as much. Mm. Uh, to kind of see a little fuck more. Fuck those people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if you don't sympathize, fuck you anyway. Like, yeah. I don't really. If you, but, but that is one of the things we talked about a lot too about how a film can like open you up to new ideas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It really. Um, I don't know. I'm interested to see your guys' take on it. You might not like the music, but I think you'll like the story. This is what I always meant to watch. Like even yeah, when I've it came out, it, yeah. it was on my radar. I just, I just never watched it. It's, it's definitely a cult film. It is definitely a cult film, and it's definitely a cult musical. I mean, it's one fucking Tony's though, because it's like <laughs> yeah. Neil Patrick Harris, Anthony Michael Hall have all played right. Hedwig wow. um, since the original. But uh, this does have most of the original cast, so it's probably the closest you'll ever get to the cool. original like the true Broadway. experience. Yeah, man. yeah. So awesome. Look forward Killer. to it. And it, it is streaming, but you have to buy it like three bucks on Apple or Amazon. That's worth it. Yeah. You'll at least be streaming it on Spotify, all the music afterwards. <laughs> so. Cool. Look forward to it, man. Yep. Kelly. Happy to be back. Sorry to have taken a little break, but I, I feel know. I feel good now. I feel better. We're glad you're back. So we missed you. I'm sure the listeners have missed you too. And I missed fucking around with the computer trying to record everything. Jason, <laughs> so I, not, Jason not, and I can only offer I'm so not, much. Yeah, I'm not going to miss that. It's mostly just Urban Groucho. I know he's. <laughs> I know he's missed me. <laughs> yes, he left you a very nice comment over on the podcast. He blog. did, and I dropped him a super saucy pic in his DMs. As no, well. no. Um, little taste for the OnlyFans. Yeah. You get <laughs> I mean, you just got to tease them a little bit to drag them in. You can't <laughs> yeah. just like say you got it and not drop them a little something. No, you got to prove it. Oh, God damn it. He's going to message us now and be like, where's my picture? <laughs> all right. You asked for it, Urban Crowd Show. Um, all right. Well, since Dustin has so awkwardly done this for the last yeah, three or four I, I can't times. Get, I can't get the outros, man. I just, yeah. I don't know. Every time I edit him, I'm like, Dustin, man. <laughs> he's like, he's like, okay, so this has been genre exposure, and I guess I'll see you guys next time. I forget Kay- which one. Okay, love you, bye. I think it was one of the latter two, but like, I listened back to it, and I was like, I sound like a freaking Rick and Morty character. <laughs> oh, yeah, gee, guys. Oh, oh gee. This, this, this has been a great talking. This is so cool. Oh, gee. <laughs> has a wonderful intro, but can't stick the landing. <laughs> and that's why we need you. All right. Well, as always, guys, thank you so much for listening. Please continue to write us and send us all your ravens and emails and all the tweets and Twitters and the Instagrams. and <laughs> We love it all. All the messages. The, the MySpaces. <laughs> we should get one of those. <laughs> it really makes our day, and we also love knowing that what we do is impacting you somehow in your life. Um, uh, until next time, it has been so much fun talking about this. It's fucking Halloween. Go watch a horror film. Yeah. Put on a costume. Yeah. yeah. Have some fun. Eat some candy. Drink some beers. But check your candy for fentanyl, because apparently that's a problem this year. <laughs> okay, listen. No one who that's is, a problem a, you is, is a drug addict is going to waste no the money. Yeah, to no, no one's, one's giving you fentanyl kids. for free. I promise you. <laughs> um, but anyway, until next time, you have been listening to Genre Exposure. Happy Halloween, everyone. Happy Halloween.
listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening.